The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome to our brand spanking new SWBC podcast studio at the Star in Frisco. I'm Jess Navarez, Aisha Morrison, and our girl, Haley Sutton. She I'm going to turn back. around now because I you feel can, awkward. You can turn back. Yeah. <laughs> I felt awkward talking to the back of your head. I really did. Uh, she is back and with us in this new studio, ladies. Like, I, I cannot stop looking around. I know. I just caught myself. I was like looking as you were interested. Oh, no, us this, in, so. is, is this fuchsia? Is that is that considered fuchsia? I don't know. I, I would like say this. A little, it's a little fuchsia. It, it's fuchsia. like a fuchsia and hot pink Mixed. together. Yeah. yeah, I say that the pink stays on for all podcasts. I, I love pink. Yeah, it's, it's my cute. favorite color. Looks I love this. Here. Oh. Um, so yeah, shout out to everybody involved to get this studio looking like this because it is beautiful. So many little cool things that we're just learning. So uh, if you catch me like staring, <laughs> I know at it's it, like bear with why. us if we're like yeah, we're we're kind of absorbing it uh, <laughs> ourselves, but. Um, real quick, just a reminder, you can text us with any questions you have today to our Cowboys podcast text line at 817-290-3298. All right, ladies, the Dallas Cowboys back at the Star in Frisco tonight for an open training camp for the, the local folks here uh, in the DFW area. So very exciting times. However, a little somber weekend, uh, if you will, with those injury updates. So let's get... Let's get into that first, because I really feel like we need to give some flowers where they're due as far as, you know, the guys that it impacted. Uh, we know DeMarvin Overshone and John Stevens Jr. Uh, out for the season with ACL injuries on their knees there. So this has sat with me all weekend. I have not been able to really absorb this for them because it is such a devastating blow. Uh, we had a conference call with Mike McCarthy yesterday, and he talked about these guys specifically. Um, and he was very, very empathetic about it, which is so nice to see from a head coach. He didn't make it about business. He said, we have to keep our arms around both young men and support them. Uh, he basically talked about how he wants us to be an opportunity eventually for both of them to grow uh, in other areas in the long run. But when he was talking about them, he said, we lost two of the brightest stars in our rookie class. Um, so again, you could tell it just weighed heavy on his heart. He even said about DeMarvian that frankly, you can make the argument that he's been the star of the rookie class. So ladies, I just wanted, I want to open this first segment up to talk about DeMarvian and, and John, because really there are two guys we've talked about on this podcast, uh, about how excited we were to see them continue in camp and continue in the preseason and all the things that they've been doing. Haley, you did that amazing story on Overshone. So I'm going to open the floor to you guys. I, I personally, I need to get this off my chest because like I said, it's been sitting very heavy on me. So I, I imagine it felt the same way for you guys. So Haley, what was it like when, when you were there? Cause you were in Seattle when, when everything happened, you got to see them afterwards. Did you get to talk to them? Kind of what happened? Yeah. Uh, being that I have a background in kinesiology, my undergraduate degree is in exercise science. Immediately when I saw the tackle and the way DeMarvian's knee sort of fell mm -hmm. outward as opposed to just kind of collapsing, that's kind of a telltale sign of an ACL injury mm -hmm. because the ACL acts as tape over the front of your knee, right? And so as soon as it rips, your support goes from this to this. Mm -hmm. And so there was a picture as we were going through in the press box um, – trying to get the story uploaded you just saw the picture of his knee and it was just kind of folded mm -hmm. outward and so you kind of knew it um obviously he was in good spirits he walked off and a lot of people don't know this but when you tear your ACL a lot of times you can still walk afterwards so um I think everybody kind of knew the news in terms of overshone what happened uh John Stevens as well another guy who was able to walk to the locker room we watched him walk um so it's unfortunate um I did get a chance to catch up with him um, when we got on the bus to leave Seattle. 
Um, and I just I walked back. And it's so funny because, you know, I I get to have a very unique relationship with the rookies because I spend a lot of time with them in this first year. Um, and so I walked back and it was Demo, Mozzie, Isaiah Land and Jalen Brooks, four of my absolute favorites uh, in this rookie class. And so I walked back and I, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, all my favorites. And I look at Demo and I, and I said, how are you doing? And he said, I'm good. <laughs> and I said, no, really, how are you doing? And he said, whatever happens, I'm good. I'm blessed. And you've seen it all over his social media this weekend of him just saying, I'm still blessed. I'm still blessed and highly favored. And so while it is unfortunate, because to Mike McCarthy's point, he has been the best rookie um, in, in terms of production, both at practice and during games, uh, I'm not so much worried about it because I know if any of those guys were going to take on this type of um, setback, that it's Demo. So uh, he is in good spirits. I know it's going to get frustrating at times, but he reminds me so much of Damone Clark in the way that he's going to attack this rehab and get better and be stronger. Um, So, you know, a tough break, definitely. And and John Stevens as well. I don't want to get it confused. Like, that's also a big blow to us as well. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely awful for lack of better terms but at the same time I know that he's going to be a strong soldier and be able to kind of push through this yeah to piggyback off of that like I I struggled to sleep like that night because you watch his story and then obviously too like with DeMarvion Overshone getting into his film and just seeing what he's capable of doing I was just I was just gutted for him And, and being someone that struggled through a serious injury as well myself like I understand the rehab this the and, and the stuff it takes so to your point Haley I was just very when he said like I'm good he was he was being for real like mm-hmm. I believe it yeah I believe that he feels like he can get through this rehab and be okay so um I'm just hoping that he Cowboys have a fantastic training staff really hoping he attacks that that rehab and comes back just as strong and yeah, go ahead. No, and I was going to say, when you have a guy like Damone Clark, you have a guy like Leighton Vanderush who's been with Damone Clark every step of the way with his rehab process, given their different injuries, you have guys in this room that know what it's like to be taken out of the game because yeah. of a serious injury. They know the mental process as well, and, and you know, maybe it's taking time for it to set in. They know all of those feelings. They know all of the things that it takes, so it's really, I think, special for this team to come together and really like Mike McCarthy said put their arms around them uh during this time during that conference call he was asked about the depth in the linebacker group and saying you know he was asked what does this mean are you going to look outside the building and and he was asked about another uh, group that we'll talk about later on in the show um but he was asked about the linebacker group and he said that they're really going to lean on the younger guys right now and um see what this is he he essentially said this is a business and when things like this happen the next guy has to be ready so that next man up mentality still sticks mentioning um david harper and jabril cox by name so those are two guys that i think automatically we all knew were going to start to get those reps so um as far as the linebacker group he was asked about that he didn't really touch on um the tight end room because as we know that's already a very stacked room uh, i think with john stevens jr out that impacts and, and has a ripple effect so aisha i want to defer back to you on this one with john stevens jr out because we know what a productive camp he's had how much he has really risen to the challenge during this camp what does his you know absence do potentially for that final roster spot well i mean I would say that it kind of maybe simplifies things. I, I feel like John Stevens has been playing fantastic football, and if you didn't have him in the conversation of like, okay, is he going to make this roster? Are you going to are you are you going to keep on keep four tight ends, or how is this going to work? I think it, it would be very difficult, given how consistent he's been at camp, to just not acknowledge that or not consider him as a gentleman that may make this roster and make an impact so I and also too I wanted to add on to what you said about the linebackers with Jabril Cox and um with Jabril Cox and Devin Harper these guys need these guys just haven't had a lot of reps they haven't had a lot of opportunity so I think that's a huge reason why McCarthy definitely is just like well coach McCarthy rather is just like hey you know we're gonna give these guys the opportunity and I 
in fairness, I think that is because they haven't had a lot of reps. But yeah, I wanted to add on to that. No, that's a great point. Great point. Haley, we just got a question saying basically on our text line, which of course you guys can still text at any point of the show, 817-290-3298, by the way. Um, Who do you think this new star is of the rookie class with DeMarvian out? Who else has really stood out to you within this rookie class? I mean, I think the obvious is Deuce Vaughn. um, And I think us in the building, we kind of knew what he would bring to the table. And I know that, you know, the outside noise is something that this franchise does a really good job of to a degree blocking out Um, but just seeing how his first touch in Saturday's game he put the defensive line in a spin cycle (laughs) on the way into the end zone Um, and and again we take things (laughs) we take things with a grain of salt because we're facing reserve defensive linemen and and linebackers and that sort of thing but still just to see the promise there I think he's looked really good Um, and and going back just to that linebacker spot I'm really excited for what DeMarvian Overshone's absence will do for a guy like Isaiah Land Uh, I know that he is playing defensive end he wants to be a pass rusher uh, but I think this is a really good opportunity for them to find a way to keep him on the roster because I think right now where Isaiah Land sits um, he's got so much talent he's got so much skill I, I go back to that first game against uh, the Jaguars where mm. there was three straight series of him being held push the change push the change push the change because they're literally they don't want him to get to the quarterback um, he had glimpses as well against Seattle where you could see that burst you could see how effective that he can be I mean this is a guy who had I an abnormal amount of sacks his junior year at FAMU. Um, And so I think it gives him an opportunity to have a little bit of position flex the way that Dan Quinn always talks about with uh, some of these younger guys. So I think a really great opportunity for him to continue to have uh, a strong camp. And I think also, again, to get him a spot on this on this roster, get him a spot at the very least onto the practice squad. Um, So, yeah, I would say definitely Deuce Vaughn has been impressive. But keep your eye on Isaiah Land. Yeah. And to add on to what you said, Haley, in regards to Isaiah Land, and um, this gentleman is also playing with a chip on his shoulder. Um, mm-hmm. I, a lot of people, including myself, I, I felt like this guy should have been drafted. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's a little disappointing in that sense that I, I feel like he is really showing what he is capable of. If I'm not mistaken, I think um, per PFF, he's, he's the second in the rookie class out of all the DNs as mm-hmm. far as pressures at this point. And yeah, after two I mean, he's getting games, to the quarterback. He is, yeah. he's, he is one of those type of players, and when you watch him, remember when we first saw him, we, me and Haley looked at me, she was like, he's bigger he's than what I thought big. he was. <laughs> he's a strong guy, but he gives you that. He, he has a presence to him. You, you can see that he's special, so I agree with you. I would really like to see if this is an opportunity to open up for him to continue to show what he's capable of and maybe be a pass rusher in some of these games in the season. Um, and as far as my guy, my rookie that I think is now the next uh, star now Awesome Richards. I think Awesome Richards has put together uh, two really good games to start his season, especially since he's had to switch positions on the fly, and and they're asking a lot of him. I think he's answering the call. Um, And he, I think, is going to be a gentleman that's important to what they want to do this season, especially from a death piece um, with this offensive line and this season being so long. Yeah, I would also say, too, Jalen Brooks. Um, I know a lot of his... his game film hasn't necessarily matched the energy of his practice film. And so on Saturday, I would love for that to translate a little bit more. Uh, But I said it a couple weeks ago, he has such the potential to be everything you want in your starting wide receiver. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but give him some time, give him some offseason, give him some reps behind guys like Brandon Cooks and CeeDee Lamb and shoot even Jalen Tolbert at this rate with uh, how well he's been performing. but, yeah, I didn't want to let this segment pass without talking about my baby pony. Oh, well, don't you worry. I was going to mention him. I was like, oh, you're not going to bring up Jalen Brooks? No. What I like about him is how strong his hands are. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I noticed right away at camp when we were standing out there. I was like, who is that? I was like, that's Jalen Brooks. His hands. His great hands. He makes the most athletic catches. I, I think that's it's very eye-catching when, when you're watching him. So, uh, yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that. But real quick, I wanted to give you uh, injury updates while we're in this first block before before we go to our second segment about Matt Willetsko, uh, his shoulder injury, Mike McCarthy saying that he is essentially going to see what he can do at practice today, and he has a chance to play on Saturday's game. So I would take that with a grain of salt. I, I, I 
We'll Every see. time I've heard we'll Mike see. McCarthy say a player has a chance to play, that's code word for he ain't playing on Saturday. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so we'll see uh, with that. And then uh, Ronald Jones, he was asked about Rojo as well, and he said he will be challenged to be ready this week. So uh, read between the lines there with that one. But overall, we're going to get into the offensive line because I have a good question to ask you guys about possibly bringing in a veteran at this point. What's your opinion stand on that? But we're going to get into that in the second segment. We'll be right back. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pataya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We are going to talk all things offensive line. But first, let's talk about the Jerry Jones Classic. Watch two of Texas's best high school football teams face off in the third annual Jerry Jones Classic, presented by Whataburger. The Rockwall Yellow Jackets will take on the Cedar Hill Longhorns on Saturday, August 26th at 1 p.m. under the lights at the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Get your tickets now at SeatGeek.com. You won't want to miss it. That's Sounds like fun. That game's gonna be packed. Yeah, Cedar Hill, Cedar Hill come out crazy. Let's see. I love Cedar Hill. My mom used to coach there, so I'm. So y'all are going for Cedar Hill then? That's what I'm getting. It's close to home for me. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm not. I don't know where these places are, but I'm gonna go for the Rockwell Yellow Jackets because I like that name. I think that's a solid name. That's a good show. Yeah, Yellow Jackets. I'm gonna look. Sorry. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, anything with a yellow jacket. Count me in. Um, Excited. (laughs) Why yellow jacket? Yellow. Well, I guess it's a gold jacket, right? Not really yellow. Is I was going to have the bug. Yeah, that's no, what they call themselves. I, 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 was, I was going to like do a little transition here and talk about like what was going on today at the Star because it's okay. a busy day. Bear with me, everybody. We had something planned. Gold jacket, yellow jacket, mostly gold jacket. Uh, Demarcus Ware oh. will be here a little bit later for some stuff going on. So I'm excited to possibly catch up with him. But then we have uh, open practice. The Dallas Cowboys have open practice at the Star in Frisco. So excited to see that. But if you have questions, you can text us at 817-290-3298. 
Let's talk some O-line, ladies. The Dallas Cowboys fell short to the Seattle Seahawks 22-14 to in their second preseason game of 2023. And overall, again, preseason is a great time for these young guys to get reps. And that was what Mike McCarthy had really talked about yesterday. A lot of was this is a time for them to get those real real reps, he said, as far as big plays are concerned. Yes, they're not winning with those big plays, but it's experience and they can grow from it. Let's talk O-line. Um, of course, we just talked about Matt. Well, let's go. Haley, I'm going to defer to you real quick. Let's talk about Matt real quick. Did you get to catch up with him after the game? What did you see as far as shoulder was there really anything? Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't see it. Full disclosure: uh, the Seattle game was nutso for me. I had to host our pre-game show and then sprint up to the press box, so I missed kickoff because I had to get up to the press box and yeah. then sprint back down to the field to host the halftime. So I was basically just doing uh, back and forth, doing bleachers the whole Seattle game. <laughs> uh, so I didn't see the injury, uh, but it sounds like it's the opposite shoulder from he the, the one that he just had surgery mm-hmm. on last year. Uh, I would be interested to talk to someone. Uh, in the medical field at the very least about how common it is to sublux your shoulder like that, because I didn't think it was super common. And so to have the same injury on both shoulders feels strange to me. Um, So I would love to catch up and just learn the science behind that. And and to me, it sounds kind of like a difficult thing to do to pop your shoulder out. Kind of sounds like a freak incident. Um, I will say we we saw what happened last season whenever he tried to play through this injury. I think they tried it for about four weeks before they decided we just need to go ahead and have the surgery. So uh, if I'm using context clues here, I would assume that the subluxation isn't as intense as the one last year, which is why they seem to be confident about it. but again, you you know, you just don't know. To me, that's something that you don't want to play with. You've already had a shoulder surgery for the same thing on one side. I don't know if you want it on the second shoulder. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. But uh, it definitely continues to deplete an offensive line that really, really, really could use some some depth at this moment. Um, so definitely something to monitor this week at practice. Yeah, we were really looking for Matt Willetsko to possibly come mm-hmm. in and be that swing guy and go ahead and sure that up. But um, I think we talked about it before last season. My niece, she played um, basketball overseas, yeah. played all through high school. That was an injury she dealt with um and she had a similar incident where it wasn't a complete subflexion is that how you say it subluxation Sub, subluxation mm-hmm. but it wasn't a complete one to her other side where she had had they had told her she needs to have surgery but it was enough to irritate her similar mm-hmm. to how well let's go was and basically um from her and again I, i'm just talking about my experience mm-hmm. they were telling her that it's it's a structural thing that it's a it's a hereditary type thing that she was dealing with um and i didn't know this until someone mentioned it to me on Twitter they were like hey I passed it down to my daughters and it's a hereditary thing Hmm. so I contacted my niece and I was like hey is this did they say that to you at the doctor and she was like yeah they told me that it was probably going to continue to happen unless I had surgery on both of my shoulders and this is in turn an injury that actually retired her from her basketball career she played from the time she could walk so this it, it can be an injury that can linger if it's not taken care of properly. So um, Matt Willis goes a very kind gentleman. I really just am more concerned with his overall health and hopefully that yeah. he's okay moving forward because we're yeah. not just we're not just thinking about what happens in this game. We're also thinking about what happens after they're done, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. um, and so it has his injury though. Back to the X's nose has definitely. Uh, concerned me about who's going to be that swing tackle because Mm. also too you're looking at Edoga that is you know hasn't been playing because he's dealing with the injury as well so we'll be interested to see what they do in that uh, for that position if that is bringing a veteran in later in the offseason yeah overall the depth is I think what's starting to concern Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit is you you came into training camp with a lot of depth with these guys and younger guys that really could prove themselves and now injury of course and and unfortunately it's just a part of the game and and we hate to see it for anybody um it's happened and so now the question is who is that swing tackle who is that guy uh for the team some guys i wanted to mention on the o-line that i saw some great things for was uh tj bass you already mentioned awesome uh which was awesome i, I love that but um i i think tj bass did a really good job um matt owen tweeted out stats from pff 
uh, saying that he was second on the top five blocking grades versus the Seahawks, just behind Josh Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the great Josh Ball had a grade of 86.5, and then TJ Bass had a grade of 82.4. I thought those were really, really great stats to see. And then, of course, right behind him was Rico Dowdle, Malik Davis, and then Alec Lindstrom, uh, your top five there. So, Haley, who did you see as far as, you know, guys on the O-line that have really stepped up and, and had a good camp, really had a progression throughout camp? Because it's not just what you see during preseason. You were at camp with them throughout the entire time there in Oxnard. Who have you seen really grow throughout this time? I like TJ Bass. Um, I, I like what he brings to the table. I think he's got a great attitude as well, and you can't have enough kids, you know, to have good attitudes, especially when there's a lot of flexibility for lack of better terms on that offensive line Um, and I think Brock Hoffman as well has been really effective Uh, and what I love about Brock uh, is he reminds me a lot of Tyler Biotish in the sense of like he's going to ride for his dogs no matter what he may cause some trouble as we saw in that last day of practice Uh, but that's the guy that you want on your team you want the guy who's going to go to bat for you you know lining up in front of you um so I think uh those two guys but I I gotta be honest I just I'm going I keep looking down because I've got the roster here and I've got the offensive line in brackets and I'm kind of like oh well you know Earl Bostic he's been fine Alec Lindstrom I think has been fine TJ Bass I put a little dot by his name Brock Um, Matt Farniok I think has done okay um I think it could be better uh Chuma I don't even know that he'll make the roster at this point because he's dealing with a knee injury Alex Taylor Prilo, I think that's how you say his last name. For a guy who is seven feet tall, you want to see some aggression out of him, and it's yeah. it's not there. Um, Tyler Smith, we know, has been great. Josh Ball, I know you just brought up his stats, but even there, I'm like, there could be some improvement yeah. as well. Um, and then you have Awesome Richards, who we've already talked about, Terrence Steele, Matt Walesco, and Tyron Smith kind of round out that list. So um, I think that the good news is, is that there's still time to figure out who your front five is going to be. And then you kind of just pray to the injury gods that you stay away from that offensive line this season. Um I am just saying, Jason Peters put out that he still wants yeah, to play, so to <laughs> you might need to give Uncle Jason a call, Not maybe uncle. at some point. Not uncle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, it's the one position on here that I really kind of am just like a little nervous we saw well and it only because we saw how much not having continuity on the offensive line really impacted this team last year they went from being really strong Super Bowl contenders nothing can really stop them the offense is still in a work in progress but the defense is strong and then the minute the offensive line got banged up the defense was having to work double time and as a result the balance was off so um, (laughs) it is concerning but like I said they still have two weeks before the season starts to kind of get it worked out and we'll kind of have a better idea coming up later next week with the big cut coming up so i'm glad you brought up jason peters because ed from el paso who which is close to my hometown he made sure to mention that uh hello ed from el paso he said hello ladies what is the possibility of the team bringing back jason peters so Haley, you just you just you were on the same wavelength with ed there and we'd love to see it aisha how would you feel about uncle jason returning uh to this roster if that's a possibility i mean i don't I'm not sure that what what the West Coast system calls for, like getting out in space, getting to the second level. I don't know if that's something he would be uh, <laughs> Up for? wanting to be doing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I, some work. It's it, some work. It's yes. It's you have to have guys in the run game specifically. Do I think he could deal with some of the pass pro? Yeah, I think he could deal with that. But as far as how active this offense seems like it's gonna be especially out in space i don't know if unk is gonna want to come back and be doing all that running so we'll see we'll see in that regard um i love that you mentioned hoffman because we're talking about second year jumps i think i mean this is a gentleman i didn't even until they put him out on the field i know in practice i was like who's this who's this man i never seen this man a day in my life it's so funny because like my first like And this is, please take this at face value and nothing more. But like, all I think about with Brock Hoffman, there was a morning at training camp before we were getting ready to do the podcast. And there's like a man walking out on the field, like shirtless, no shoes, eye black, like all over his face. And I can't remember who I was with, but I'm like, who the hell is that out there? Like, what are we doing? And you come closer and it's freaking Brock Hoffman. So, and so like, so now I have like this, this warrior image in my head yeah. of him and then you see how chirpy he is at practice how physical he is at practice so 
anytime someone says Brock Hoffman, that's all I think of like the eye black on like that's shirt. All walking. I can think of <laughs> is no literally shoes. like an old school WWE wrestler. <laughs> literally, like that's, that's the that's image that I have in my head of him like walking around. Like, I picture oh, Kane. No. We have to tell him so this. Picture who? Kane. Oh, I picture yeah. Kane the way you were describing him. Yeah. But you <laughs> mentioned Matt Farniak just, just being like walking out with <laughs> intro music. Yeah. No, I think he would like this. I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, a lot of them probably like wrestling, so we it might be a thing it might like who who would you walk out as maybe that's something the media team can do yeah there, maybe but, uh, i couldn't be a part of that because i couldn't tell you anything I, about wrestling look, oh it was my jam i grew up oh. with a brother <laughs> you got so it of course <laughs> i was forced to like wrestling and i was forced to be like the the other wrestler and he was like obsessed with Shawn michaels my brother had like the whole gear Aww. and if i didn't press the music at the right time he's like start over I'm like <laughs> All right, Jimmy, chill. Yeah, I, I got rock bottom would. more um, than I wanted to. God, don't, don't get look, it. All about, uh, all about it. Versatility. Uh, we know we what we're saying. So that's sad. I don't know, guys. Look. Anyways, uh, but off topic. <laughs> back to, to that Matt, point. But, yeah, but back, back to, to Brock Hoffman. Brock Hoffman, Hoffman. Not a wrestler. He's a football player. Yes. Um, wanted to establish that. So they switched. <laughs> I think last was it last game they switched Hoffman to uh, center. No, it was a guard. I think Hoffman was playing guard, and they had Farniak playing center. Or was it the um, other way around? Barnacles, I don't want to get it mixed up. It's going to mess up my point. Flip. But Go ahead. I do believe that Brock Hoffman looked better at center. I, I felt like his snaps, his, his rhythm, his timing were good. And um, I think he gets off the ball a little bit faster than Matt Farniak at that center position. So, um I'm, that that was something I wanted to say because I know they switched them at some point in time. I don't know if it was this game or that, but they did. They switched them this game, sure. I believe. And Brock Hoffman was at left guard and Matt Farniak played center. And there were some issues there, especially mm -hmm. with the interior. So um, to your point, Haley, I remember you, you just said, you said Matt Farniak's been, eh. And I'm like, I think he was better when he was, you know, at left guard. And I, I think, think so Hoffman too. has yeah. looked better at center. So that was just something I wanted to mention. And I, I wouldn't be mad if, if Brockman, if Brockman. Whoa. That's his wrestling. Whoa. There it is. Brockman. Brockman. <laughs> Brockman. Lordy. Uh, but if, if Hoffman was your backup uh, center, yeah. I, I like yeah. kind of what I've seen from him there to this point. And yeah. I think that's kind of what the situation has been because when I was seeing him at practice at training camp, he was taking those center snaps behind Biotish. Yeah. I know him and Tyler Biotish work yeah. uh, really well together. So I, I think that's more what they're going for at this point i think they're just kind of trying to shuffle things to see yeah. what works oh, out. that's how they yeah. have him on the depth chart too like yeah. farniak is listed as a left guard and hoffman is listed as the center and it kind of this is to be fair this is against um jacksonville jacksonville thank you mm -hmm. uh i don't know what it, like the blue and green I know my brain. I'm like, it's who did we play? It's okay. It's um, okay. Yeah, they do have it on the depth chart here. It's Farniak uh, on the left guard and then Hoffman at center. So, Well, you know what I think is very interesting is if you can afford to at this point because there's still some contracts that, that are in the works, uh, hopefully with Dak Prescott, Micah Parsons, C.B. <laughs> Lamb, you know, a uh, uh, little important there. I, I, I think it comes down to a matter of money. At this point, if if they can squeeze in a veteran um, in the O-line, I, I would love to see Jason Peters back. I think um, it takes off stress out of a lot of aspects because when I'm even looking at the run blocking grades, um, you know, Jalen Tolbert graded the highest, Peyton Hendershot, and then Josh Ball. So if you can take, you know, the run blocking grades and, and kind of, take the run block pressure off of your wide receivers and you know your tight ends are going to be part of it a little bit more but get a big guy back in there that you know is reliable he can pl plug and chug that was really his his deal plug and chug and then you're talking about a really young group who better than jason peters to come back in and kind of work his jason peters effect like he did with tyler smith so i think if it's possible sure look into it but uh we'll see Something else I wanted to touch base on real quick in this uh, segment, but we're going to go ahead and go to our next segment, is the running backs and the wide receivers. And, of course, we have to talk all things defense. We're going to talk Mozzie Smith as well. We'll be right back. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboy. In this last segment, we're going to touch base on some running backs and uh, all things defense. But first, let's talk fan of the year. You eat, sleep, and breathe Dallas Cowboys football. Tell us how you spice up the game for a chance to be named the 2023 Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, and win exclusive prizes plus a trip to Super Bowl 58. Nominate yourself or another today at DallasCowboys.com slash fan of the year. Uh, speaking of fans, I'm sure we will see plenty of them. Um, well, yeah. Oh, text line. Yeah, you're right. We'll see plenty of them later today. But fans, uh, anybody, if you want to text us, you can text us at our Cowboys podcast text line at 817-290-3298. Okay. Aisha, why are you looking at me like Nothing. that? Nothing. I just, that your nails match that. And it's, do, it's just, it's doing something to me. I mean, I think so. I think it's a little it's bit It's close. Fun. That's hilarious. My okay. bad. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, oh, I thought goodness. you were trying to tell me something. I was like, what? what oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Let's go into running backs. Haley, I know you wanted to touch base on this one during the last segment, but we'll carry it over to this one. Running backs, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, look, Mike McCarthy was asked, is Deuce going to play uh, this week? Is it time to sit him out? And he said, we won't know until later this week. However, sit him out. I don't want to see him until week one uh, against the Giants. I'm good. I have an unpopular opinion, I think. Um, Hot take. I I don't, well, it's not even a hot take. I just, I really don't think Deuce is going to be running back too. And it's not a dig on him at all. I think he's talented. I think he's special. And I think that he's going to be such a benefit to this Cowboys offense. But there is something to be said about size. And I know that we talk about it a lot. I know that he hears it all the time. And I am so proud of what he's been able to accomplish. You know, he's, he's proved the haters wrong. At the same time, think about, you know, guys like let's take Ezekiel Elliott, for example, who started off explosive runner for his career, thousand yards, thousand yards, thousand yards. He was crushing it. And then there comes a point in a time in a running back's career where the mileage gets a little too heavy for what the car is trying to do. Right. It's like my Jeep Compass right now. Like when I first got her, she was great. She was racking up the mileage. We were driving cross country. We were doing everything. And now we're in year 10 of having her and she's slowing up a little bit. Um, and I think that that is expedited when your frame isn't as big. And and I worry that it's just he's one tough tackle away, one Aaron Donald pancake away 
Pandemic. from struggling. And so wh- that's not to say I don't want him to make this roster. I really do. I think sure. he's fantastic. I think he's got a great skill set that the Cowboys will use. That being said, I I want someone else as the running back too. I want to be able to save Deuce oh, sure. and use him as you know, use him in special packages. I love that the opposing defensive line has a hard time seeing him. Um, I just don't know if I'm there in terms of signing off on it being Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn. My my take on this, and, and I agree with you, I think that's a great take. I Personally, I have had my eyes on Rico Dowdle this entire OTAs and minicamp. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been so impressive, and Mike McCarthy hit the nail on the head saying you're seeing a healthy Rico Dowdle, and that's exactly what you're seeing. I wonder if there is a world where it's not just a one-two punch anymore. It's a one-two-three, mm-hmm. maybe a one-two-and-a-half punch. Um, because uh, the thing about Rico is, you know, he's healthy and he's doing great. However, if you can extend all of the lifespan within these athletes' career and then even post-football, I wonder if there's a way where, yes, you have Tony Pollard taking those snaps and then you have Rico Dowdle or Malik Davis at that point, and then you have a third guy, whether that be Deuce Vaughn, Hunter Lipke. There's there's options here where you can go with. I, I It depends yeah, I if you want to add a fullback. Yeah, it depends if you want to add a fullback. It, mo- more than likely, though, I'm on the Deuce Vaughn train of keeping him on the roster because, like I've been talking about, too, yeah. you mm-hmm. need a Noah Brown guy, and you need a backup for that punt returner position for if something were to ever happen to Kevonte Turpin. You need that backup guy. Or you can even start to interchange a little bit. You can get a little creative. If they want to have Kevonte a little more integrated into the offense. That takes the pressure off of him to not be taking so many hits with those punt returns. You have Deuce that can take a little bit more, especially if he's not taking as many of those running back reps as well. Yeah. So welcome to my multiverse of madness running back edition, (laughs) because this is something I have been sitting on of I'm adamant that you take three. You take Tony Pollard, obviously. I'm still convinced that Rico Dowdle is the guy. And then you have Deuce Vaughn as kind of leverage backup if something happens to Rico. And then he also plays a part in the special teams asset as well. The only way I change my mind on that, and it all just kind of depends on Rojo. um, And I think I hope that we get an opportunity to see him at practice this week. I've really been trying to go out of my way to talk to him a little bit more because you can almost feel like he's struggling a little bit in this locker room. Um, You can tell that, you know, he maybe just doesn't mesh with some of the players. Um, I think he tries really hard to be involved. And then, you know, you had that groin injury and then you get slapped with the suspension. And so it's just a lot to handle at one point. And on top of that, he can't even practice to kind of, you know, Clear his name, for lack of better terms. So um, I love that Mike McCarthy is challenging him to be back at practice this week because I think Rojo needs that. I think he needs the opportunity. And we saw him at camp. The times that he did get in, he was effective. Um, I didn't see a lot from him in terms of pass protection. uh, But as far as breaking open, being a little bit slippery of a running back, finding the gaps and getting through, um, I think he's instinctual in that way. Um, And I think when the Cowboys signed him in the offseason, that was the intention. And so I don't think that they've lost sight of what Rojo can bring to the table. But it's hard when you've got a five six running back or five six rookie running back outrunning you, and you can't even practice. Um, so big week for sure for Rojo. Um, I'd like to see just how well he can compete in that too, because he if he can get on the field, he's also a special teams factor as well. Yeah. I don't think in terms of returning, but at the very least, being on punt coverage, on uh, kickoff coverage, all of that. So uh, big week for him. Yeah, I like what I've seen from Rico Daddle as well. Um, he. Uh, to your point about pass pro, he threw his body around a lot um, in this past game, just showing the willingness to to do that, to sacrifice his body for his quarterback. I thought that was important. Um, I'm really hoping that uh, this weekend he can put it all together, Same. you know, because I yeah. feel like, you know, the the weird fumble last last game that may not have been his fault but still just happened that way and then um uh the miss block yeah the miss block on the punt is huge the, because, the, the pretend block well yeah I mean, <laughs> and then you're terrified the lack thereof yeah because the then you're terrified Has because anybody seen the block in the room <laughs> we haven't talked about brian anger that much but he's a weapon in this for this team mm-hmm. and you know so Go. when you're there's a lot of trust that goes into being you know on on uh, being a protector there so i i'm looking for him to possibly put it together all this this game but you did see some of the vision you saw some of the burst some of his shiftiness also too we saw that he he runs through his pads you know what i'm saying like he he yeah. really is not afraid of contact and that's something that we talked about mm-hmm. and in regard to deuce Vaughn, um i agree with you guys that you got to find a way to get him on the field i think it'll be different packages and how they decide to use him or whatever the case may be but um 
I, I don't I, I will say that I'm not afraid of his armor though. I think that he has if you if you look at how he works and how much he puts into his body, kind of similar to how Micah described it is this past off season is like he's he's callous now. He's done that. If you look at how much um, he's put into well, Deuce Vaughn has put into his body to protect himself for his size. I'm not as worried about him getting injured in that fashion, but I totally get what you're saying about the pass pro mm -hmm. because that's it's that's a huge part it's, of the running back it's, game, it's, especially it's here. Huge, it's huge, you and he, it. he's not afraid to throw his body, but to your point you you don't want that to take away from the player so whoever is the running back to if it, it which I do think it is going to be Rico Daddle you definitely could see him in a different capacity mm -hmm. you know really pass you know pass blocking a lot more because that's not something that Deuce Vaughn is going to be really doing like that yeah and not when, that he's not capable yeah and that, I think that's my point too like just because just I don't want him yeah, just to be because in that role. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I to be doing. Yeah, it. I want him yeah. to be effective and continue to have this this long career yeah, and play how he's playing. But I don't want that to be limited because yeah. he gets crunched. I, I've <laughs> yeah. seen the tape of him trying to pass pro yeah. against Demarcus Lawrence. No, and dudes, and, and, and don't it. don't get it twisted. <laughs> Guys are gonna be looking for him. Yeah, Guys are gonna be looking They're for him. He's because he's it's almost annoying how fast he is. No, it is. And when guys get the opportunity to get their hands on him, you best believe they're gonna. They're gonna try to make them make him remember him. So you you want to definitely be. I'm not saying be careful with the player, but definitely be cognizant of of that stuff because yeah, people are gonna be hunting for him. Of how they use him. Real quick, Mike McCarthy mentioned uh, Rico Dowdle. Let's go back to Rico Dowdle real quick. He said, "I love his running style. He runs angry. He has pass protection with a lot of urgency. He sticks his nose in there. He also talked about the uh, non-block." with the punt pro mm -hmm. and he said that punt pro has not been an issue for rico he yeah. said i really don't see this being a reoccurring thing it hasn't been an issue he's not worried about it so um again what i like about rico is he had the he had the fumble the first week on the one yard line i talked to him right after the game it's like how are you feeling he's like oh, i could have done without that fumble and i said well, go get a touchdown next week so i'm very excited to see him this week to go up to him and say hey you got your touchdown. What's what's next? Are you going to get two touchdowns uh, the next time you play? So what I like about him is he has that fight. He has that willingness to say, look, I messed up. It's on me, but I'm going to do better. And to me, that's a coachable guy that you want in your locker room. This is four years coming for him. He knows this is the biggest opportunity big he's had for him. to have this, this time to shine, mm -hmm. really. So... Rico Dowdle, um, I've gotten to know him a lot during this offseason, and uh, I'm, I'm really rooting for a complete game for him, like you said earlier. Yeah, of course. Real quick, let's touch on Mozzie Smith. Um, a lot of criticism coming out for Mozzie Smith, something that I like that McCarthy mentioned yesterday, was he's a rookie too, guys. Mm -hmm. He's a first-round draft pick, but he's a rookie too. Rookies need work. They need polishing up. Mm -hmm. It, essentially, you know, Mike McCarthy didn't say have that grace, but he just said, here's a reminder, he's also a rookie. So is the criticism, I mean, we, we know with the Dallas Cowboys, it's going to be blown up because it's, you know, it's the mm. Dallas Cowboys. But where where does where does Mozzie Smith need the work? And have you seen progression? Aisha, and then I'll go to Haley. Yeah, um, well, I kind of wanted to know how you felt about it first. I know that, I don't know no, if that's yeah. the word, no, but I kind of want you to, because you've seen him up close and personal. Yeah. So I love Mozzie, y'all, and I have a hard time. Like I mentioned, I, I have a really unique opportunity to get to know a lot of these rookies uh, a lot better than some of the older guys, uh, mostly because I force them to get to know me. <laughs> uh, but Mozzie in particular, I have such a good relationship with. And so a lot, uh, even in the game on Saturday, I had to take my rose-colored glasses off for a minute and mm. evaluate who he is as the player and not, you know, and not say like no like it's mozzie it's okay um the reality is is this is a guy who has never had to worry about the fundamentals of football because he's always been bigger better faster stronger than everybody he has faced yeah. he's been that way since he was little and first started playing football it was the same at michigan where he was picking up equipment because the weights weren't heavy enough for him to work out with uh and now you're in a situation where your coach is the same size as you you know you're facing guys like jonathan hankins who are trying to help you get stronger and get better, and that's the standard that you're trying to get to. Um, and so I love Mike McCarthy saying he's a first-round draft pick. They're babies, guys. Like, yes. And I know yes. that there is levels to being an NFL football player. And I know that when you get drafted and when you decide to go this path, that your expectations are so much greater than other people. But Mozzie is, what, 21? 
he's maybe young. 22 I, I mean like what were you guys doing when you were 21 and 22 so i just want to continue 22. to emphasize that he was born um, in 2001 yeah they're they're uh, they're young they're they're very young um what i've loved about mozzie though um is every time after the game i make it a point to go and talk to him and just check in how are you doing how are you doing how are you doing um and Every single time, he's very similar to Demo, where he's very locked in, very focused, very big on saying, like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But the I'm good has translated to practice. Mozzie is one of the first guys who was always out on the practice field working one-on-one with Coach Dirty, working one-on-one with Coach Floyd, working one-on-one with guys like Micah Parsons and Jonathan Hankins trying to get there. And I've said this from the very beginning of preseason – preseason is an extension of training camp these games do not matter because they are not real games they don't go on the schedule as far as your record goes because it's practice it's practice so it's okay in the sense to see mozzie make mistakes because you want him to make the mistakes in the preseason games you don't want him to make it against the giants so i do think he has a long way to go in terms of tidying up the fundamentals but the good news is he's working on that and he's getting there and we have to remember that He is 22 years old. It's going to take him a minute to get adjusted. Sometimes these guys come in the league and they're guys like Garrett Wilson or Sauce Gardner who are, they get it right away, right? Mozzie may need a little bit more time and and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I think I said last week, he's a lot more raw than what I think I even knew he was. And what I mean by that is the fact that he has... He's getting coaching that maybe he wasn't getting before. He's mm-hmm. also doing things that are different than what he was doing before. His stance has changed. Say that. So the timing off the ball is like people are really concerned with that. I think he's also in his head a bit because yep. he's learning sure. technique and he's learning. And, and if you ask, I even asked Jonathan Hankins last year, he told me he didn't start to get it and just yeah. know it until he had been in for several years. The the It's actually disappointing to me to see how people are reacting to Mozzie because I think that maybe they don't know exactly what they're looking they're looking at as far as that. So, yeah, I, I it, it reminds me of Sam Williams in a sense mm-hmm. where it's like he came in, he had to learn a lot more about football, and now we see that ascension. So um, I'm, I'm being very patient with the player, and yeah. I think we'll see improvements. Also, too, this guy's playing a lot of reps. Yep almost full games he's not going to be doing that in games so um yeah i'm looking to see how he bounces back he'll be all right something else i wanted to mention is he's not playing with jonathan hankins next to him so i think you're going to see a lot more production in you know the nose area of your d-line when you have jonathan hankins and mozzie smith very similar to you know a tyler smith jason peters situation of having that veteran presence right next to you in the real game situation to say hey do this next time it's very different in practice than it is on the field so there's that we're gonna wrap up uh our show for today we kept you guys a little bit longer so sorry about that we love talking ball with you guys we'll be back thursday morning at 9 a.m so make sure to tune in there for Justin Navarro's Haley Sutton and Aisha Morrison this has been Girls Talk Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys and we'll see you on Thursday have a great rest of your day This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?